Hello and welcome to BDO's Global Natural Resources Industry Group podcast. My name is Catherine Bell, the manager of the Industry Group and your host for this podcast series. Our aim for this podcast series is to deliver short, informative and timely insights, which are easy to access. We welcome any feedback and or topics you'd like us to address. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode 6 of BDO's Global Natural Resources podcast series. This episode, we welcome Wayne Bassford, BDO's Global Natural Resources IFRS leader, and Susan Oldmeadow-Hall, BDO's IFRS audit partner, both based in Perth, Australia. Susan and Wayne discussed the importance of disclosure for mining and oil and gas companies during this challenging time and emphasised that with uncertain conditions likely to continue, companies must seek to report on impairment and going concern in a robust, custom and multi-scenario approach. Over to you, Wayne and Susan. is the biggest financial reporting impact this reporting season for those in the natural resources sector? I think it's actually wrong to say the biggest impact. There's a number of impacts that come across from COVID and how people are going to deal with COVID in their 30th of June financial reports. So the key issues that people have to deal with, depending on their exact nature, going concern when we ran the webinars, Going concern was the major, major issue of the natural resources sector. Impairment, impairment of assets in their numerous forms, whether it's E&E, whether it's producing assets, whether it's financial assets, whether it's investment in JVs, associates, deferred tax assets, impairment is key. There's going to be a lot of complexity about renegotiating financial instruments, whether it's liabilities or whether it's assets. So when you renegotiate a financial instrument, how do you measure it once you've done it? Some of those will be at fair value and measuring fair value in COVID times are very difficult. A key aspect of COVID is liquidity. So how do entities save cash? A good way of saving cash is share-based payments. So people are going to try and settle their liabilities, pay employees, pay for services using shares, options. So accounting for share-based payments, option payments are going to be key. And unfortunately, we're going to be dealing in a world of onerous contracts and provisions. So have we got redundancies, restructuring liabilities? And underlying all of that, the key aspect for directors, the key aspect for auditors and managing their risk is disclosure. There's going to be a lot of judgment and actually making judgment in these times when every economist I listen to cannot predict what's going to happen with COVID, whether it's going to be a V, how deep the recession is going to be, whether there's going to be a second wave, that still means you need to make estimates in your financial statements. And those estimates and your judgments have to be disclosed. So, Wayne, when we ran our accounting update, 39% of the natural resource companies thought that 
going concern was going to be an issue for them. So what does it mean if you think going concern is going to be an issue? What what sort of financial disclosures would they be making? How do directors, how do accountants deal with being a non-going concern? Thanks, Susan. You asked about six different questions in the same question, but trying to address, address the questions you asked. I do think as was I do think, as was demonstrated in the polls from our webinar last week, going concern is a major issue for natural resources companies, particularly junior explorers and very likely particularly those involved in oil and gas. So junior explorers, those going into early stage development, are dependent on raising funds from the market. Their next drilling campaign, their ability to retain tenure, are dependent on raising funds. And now we live in these interesting times of COVID. So the market has already had cash sucked out of it. There's been some very significant capital raises in the last two months. There's a lot of capital sitting on the side that is waiting for the bargains, not necessarily natural resources. So suddenly, if you're in the natural resources sector, you being a junior explorer, even if you're a junior explorer in gold, isn't so attractive. So then you've got the issue, the whole fundamental accounting is set on, you are a going concern basis. You're a going concern if you continue, you're a going concern if you believe that you will continue in business for 12 months after the reporting. Now, is that the case? Will you be able to keep on exploring? Will you be able to pay your wages? Will you be able to raise enough funds? And directors and auditors need to absolutely consider whether it's certain that you're a going concern, whether there's material uncertainties as to your ability to continue as a going concern, or whether you're actually not a going concern. So if you decide you're certain to be a going concern, what what does that mean in this environment? What would you see people disclosing in their accounts in that scenario? Again, it depends on facts and circumstances. So if you're a multi-mine, a gold mine, I very likely, at today's gold prices and the demand for gold, I could understand it'd be reasonably to, to say you're a going concern. If you're in oil and gas, then perhaps that certainty would be questioned as to whether it's reasonable or not. And stepping back, if you believe it's uncertainty around your going concern, then you're required to disclose those material uncertainties. These have, this financial report has been prepared on a going concern basis. However, there are the following uncertainties as to my ability to continue as a going concern. That being retention of tenure, raising funds, renegotiating debt, my mind continuing in production, commodity prices increasing. If you've actually decided there is, those are not uncertainties in your position, you may have to actually disclose that your decision that there are no material uncertainties as in respect of your ability to continue as a going concern is a key judgment. So you may still have to say, as a key judgment, even despite COVID and despite the current commodity price 
and despite the risk of my operation being curtailed or, or delayed because of COVID, I have decided there's not, this does not represent material uncertainty. So then we get into the scenario of what if there is a material uncertainty? And that's where really disclosure is key in those scenarios. It's disclosure is key and everything to protect the directors, to protect your auditors, is to correctly communicate with your stakeholders, with your investors, with your employees, etc. So you have assumed you're a going concern, you've prepared the financials on a going concern basis, but you know there's a risk that the mine could be shut down temporarily because of a COVID outbreak. Is it reasonable to say, well, we've prepared a going concern on the assumption we are not going to have any serious breakdowns on the mine plan? Or you know that you've got a need for finance. You know that you need to raise capital in order to fund a drilling program in order to continue the development to bring an asset into production. Is there uncertainty in these very challenging times? Then you disclose our ability to continue as a going concern is dependent upon us raising finance. And what does it what do you do if you actually make the call that you're not going to be a going concern? If you're not a going concern, that means it is not probable that you will continue to be in business for the next 12 months, or you will not be forced to dispose of assets to close your operations. Then really IFRS does not deal with that scenario. And you just have to absolutely disclose that these accounts have not been prepared on a going concern basis because we've run out of funds, we're not being able to retain tenure, et cetera, et cetera. And then you'll have to decide what is a reasonable basis of measuring your assets and your liabilities. In a lot of cases, IFRS can deal with that situation. So the impairment standard says you'll write down your assets to their fair value, less cost to disposal. You'd impair your deferred tax assets, you'd impair your receivables, etc. But it would be wrong to say that you prepared the financial report on a liquidation basis. Conceptually, a liquidation basis means that you'd write some assets up. If you knew you could sell assets at a higher value on the secondhand market than they're carried at, that would truly be a liquidation value. You cannot write assets up. A liquidation basis also infers that you'll provide for continuing operating losses, continuing security on mine sites or, or storage. IFRS does not allow you to provide for future operating losses. So this distinction of when you're dealing with a non-going concern basis will require careful judgment. Okay, so you touched on impairment and how might COVID impact impairment of companies in the natural resources sector? Certainly impairment in the natural resources sector depends exactly what stage of production or exploration you're in. 
So when you're looking at a junior explorer, your only key asset is typically your E&E, your exploration and evaluation asset. That is governed by IFRS 6. So if you've got the triggers that are set out in paragraph 20, you're not going to continue uh, exploration. You've got no exploration planned. You're, you've lost tenure or you're likely to lose tenure. You need to test it for impairment. And again, because it's an exploration asset, it will be what's the fair value list cost of disposal. So if you had to sell that asset, what would be the realisation of it? When you come into development or production, particularly where you're looking at marginal mines, or certainly in this conversation, oil wells, well, is your oil well, is your producing mine losing money? What is the recoverable amount? And then particularly, if you put in a shutdown for six months, three months, will that impact the value in use calculation of that asset? A number of commodity companies will see impairment of their inventory storage, particularly their secondary stockpiles. So it's a question in these particular times, does the commodity price justify the lower mineral content stockpiles that you're keeping there or should they be written down? There's going to be situations depending on your facts and circumstances. Is the counterparty able to pay you for commodities that you've supplied them with? So just under IFRS 9, have you got impaired receivables? A number of companies in the sector make loans to joint ventures, joint venture arrangements, associates. Are those financial assets impaired? And perhaps the th next one is deferred tax assets. Typically, natural resources company, the way the tax law works, they incur quite large tax losses in their early stage of production. With the impact of COVID, can you actually say it's probable that those deferred tax assets will be recovered? So even those might have to be impaired. So these impairment models that we're talking about, I mean, it's going to be complicated. How can you predict the future, particularly the impact of COVID at, at your reporting period? You know, how do companies even go about doing this? I think all companies, including those in the natural resources, need to very significantly look at the way they model out their value and use calculations. So the way pre-COVID most people model out their value and use is a single cash flow prediction with a discount rate that reflects the likelihood of those cash flows being achieved or not. I'm predicting within the COVID environment people will have to split to a multi-scenario model. So you've got a percentage chance that your mine will continue in operation unaffected by COVID, that your workforce will be able to produce, that your transport will be able to produce, that you'll be able to get sufficient spare parts for the mine to produce. 
that would be one prediction with a percentage on it. And then you'll have other scenarios that said, well, I think there's a 20% chance that my mine will be impacted and I will lose three months worth of production and that will be delayed for three months. I think there might be a 5% chance I will lose six months of production. And it's looking at these multi-scenarios when you're calculating your value in use arrangement. And who should be making the call about those percentages? The directors. So this is key, you know, the directors or using experts within mine life, mine plans, looking at your scenario planning. And the financial reporting is never, should not be distinct from the actual operation. So everybody in these challenging times should really be looking at liquidity. So as a general risk management process, what is your risk profile on your cash flows if your producing asset stumbles, gets impacted by COVID? Those models and how you're looking at them should really be the basis for your value in use. That if people are modeling anywhere in the world, that they're not gonna lose production because of COVID, that's very likely an overly optimistic position to be in. And when we're looking at COVID, you know, one of the hard things is to determine whether it was a subsequent event, like the mine closure due to COVID, or whether it was a condition that existed at the reporting date. How would you suggest companies consider, you know, the impact of COVID if they have subsequent to year end um, required shutdowns? The key, a key risk for everybody is the fundamental principle is to accurately reflect the condition a company is in when they sign their financial report. So the company will make various estimations as to impairment. So as at the reporting date, as at the 30th of June, they need to consider whether there's a, an indicator that their mine, their producing asset is impaired. Most likely they'll run up with the idea that COVID is an indicator of it. Either the commodity price has fallen, the mine is not operating as well as it should be, or they've got concerns about it being able to operate as economically sound as they forecast it. Most of those would have been a, an impairment indicator and would require them to make their best estimate as at the 30th of June of the recoverable amount. Something then happens and you make the assumption, say in the model, you make the assumption there was a 20% chance of the mine being closed because of a COVID incident. Subsequently, between the 30th of June and issuing your financial statements, the mine ended up being closed and it ended up being closed quite quickly. It would not necessarily be reasonable to re look at your estimates. That would be using hindsight, but you'd absolutely have to disclose the fact it's happened that subsequent to the year end, the mine ended up 
being put on shutdown or because we ran out of spare parts or because we couldn't get any shipping into the the mine or, or get our ore out, that caused a loss of production. So this would just be disclosed under IS-10. But I can't emphasize again, going concern and your going concern disclosures are when you sign the financial report. So if there's been a, a major impact of COVID post year end or post reporting period, but before you sign and it's going to impact your going concern, that would be fully disclosed in your IS-1 disclosures. So Wayne, just to wrap it up, we've had a look at going concern and impairment. And we've we've talked about there's so many judgments and scenarios that people have to make in looking at going concern and, and their impairment tests. What do you think the key disclosures will be that people have to make in their financial statements to get the the message across about what they've predicted the future to be and so the market's fully informed. I think you summed it up as, as you asked the question. It is what judgments have you made to predict the future? It is your judgment. You're an expert in your company. You're an expert in your commodity. So you've made a judgment as to whether you are a going concern. You've made a judgment that material uncertainties exist that might mean you're not a going concern and you have to disclose those uncertainties, running out of cash, not being able to secure finance, losing tenure, having shortfalling cash because of mine delays, etc. And then when you've done impairment in preparing your value in use models, in preparing even your fair value, less cost of disposal models, you've made key judgments, multiple scenarios as to whether you're going to be impacted, the length of impact, the depth of impact. Again, all of that has to be disclosed. Cannot emphasize enough the way through COVID or COVID reporting is disclosure, transparent and open disclosure. Most companies, when they're preparing their reports, you know, they just look at what's new for this reporting season and update their accounts. That's not going to be the case this year, is it? This is the year to really revisit your financial statements. This is unique because it's company by company. A lot of people use boilerplate disclosure. That will not satisfy the requirements in these times. So it is absolutely tailoring the judgments for your company. Surprisingly, even when I was presenting last week as to the answer is disclosure. I had people requesting, have you got a model sent financial statements to give me this disclosure? And my response last week and my response today is no. I can come up with certain scenarios, but they will only be applicable to that entity. Every mine is unique and companies financing the risk where COVID is in the world at the moment, how well people can deal with COVID. If you're in a less developed part of the world, what's the impact going to be because they've got no health care? If you're in a very well developed part of the world, they're closing their borders 
how's that going to impact on you? So, sorry, it is very tailored, very necessary that you discuss it with your board, discuss it with your investment managers, and discuss it with your auditors, that you're giving transparent and honest communication to them, your stakeholders. So that's the message, I guess. 2020 is all about disclosure, this reporting season. 2020. Nobody's got a crystal ball, but what did you predict? Thanks for tuning into this podcast with Wayne and Susan. Should you have any questions regarding the information discussed here, feel free to reach out to myself, Wayne and or Susan. My contact details are on the page. We'll see you next time.